Listen to The Barry Morgan Show. Live weekdays noon to 3 on CJAD 800 and CJAD.com. My guest right now is best known as Dr. Knowledge. Charles Reichbloom has one of the world's largest collections of interesting facts and stories uh, that he's collected during his uh, over more than five decades as a journalist. His new book is called The All-Time Book of Fascinating Facts, and he's with me now. Dr. Knowledge, welcome. Thank you, Barry. Good to be with you. Or should I call you Charles? Uh, well, either one's okay. Okay. Dr. Charles works for me. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Charles may be a compromise. Uh, wh- where'd you get the nickname, and how long have you had it? Well, I, I've, I've had some other books in the past, and I did a lot of radio talk shows like this one, and it just so happened two hosts, one in uh, Kansas City, Missouri, and one in Houston, Texas. Uh, the name of my one book was Knowledge in a Nutshell. So they started calling me Dr. Knowledge after <laughs> the name of the book. And the name sort of stuck, and we thought that was a good name. And and I've been doing uh, radio shows um, on CBS and on my hometown station at KDKA in Pittsburgh uh, called the Dr. Knowledge Show. So that that's how that name came about. Did you always have an interest in, uh, interest in interesting facts, trivia, things like that? Yeah, it, it all started, Barry. I was in high school years ago, and I was an intern at a radio station. And in those days, of course, we didn't have computers. They had those old teletypes, and the news used to come over the teletype. And my job was to clear the news wire, you know, tear the papers off and hang them up on the wall, put, you know, news here, sports here. Reams and reams of paper, right? Yeah. So anyhow, one uh, Independence weekend in in the U.S., July 4th weekend, I was uh, they had me working because I was the youngest one there. They had me working on the holiday weekend. And a story came over the teletype that three of the first five U.S. presidents all died on July 4th. Now, it's incredible that three of the first five presidents would die on the same date. And of all dates in the year, it was July 4th, which is, of course, Independence Day in the U.S. So I tore that story off, and instead of hanging it up on the nail, I, I put it in my pocket. <laughs> and I kept it, and I, that started me on collecting interesting facts like that. And That's pretty cool. I've been doing that ever since. Very interesting. And so can you give us a few more facts from your book? Speaking with Dr. Knowledge, also known as Charles Reichbloom, uh, and he's been doing this show on, on CBS for many, many years. I mentioned before uh, before the news, just before we came on here, that uh, you would explain how police became known as coppers, for instance. And somebody texted me uh, an answer. I want to see if they're right. So so why don't you explain that? How did police... Well, there are a couple of theories, but the, the most prevalent one, most historians say the name came from the fact that in the 19th century, in mostly in big cities in the U.S., uh, police officers wore copper badges and go. copper buttons. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, he was right. He was right. And, and when a police officer appeared, somebody would say, here comes a copper, and that became, you know, the, the nickname for police officers. And then, of course, the word copper from copper buttons and copper badges was shortened from copper to, to cops, as we call them today. That There you go. There you go. There's obviously there's, a, there's an explanation for, for all of these things, of course. And I also mentioned that perhaps you could explain why Democratic states are blue states, Republican states are called red states. Yeah, that uh, originally different newspapers and different TV networks used different colors on their maps uh, to show, you know, which states were going which way in, in an election. It was very confusing. You would tune into one network and they would have certain colors for the Democrats and certain colors for the Republicans. 
and then others would have different ones. So finally, for the 2000 U.S. presidential election, uh, the networks and the leading newspapers got together and decided to standardize it so there wouldn't be any confusion and all, you know, all use the same color combination. And there was a guy from the New York Times who said, well, he said, I always used red for Republican and blue for Democrat because red and Republican both start with R. He said, it's just so easy to remember that way. So everybody agreed, and that's the way it is. Republican states are red in the U.S., Democratic states are blue, and an easy way to remember that when you watch election returns is that Republican and red both both start with R. <laughs> uh, what about uh, so this? That? Yeah, interesting. Why, why, a hole in donuts. Why are why is there a hole in donuts? Because it would just be like any other pastry, or yeah. Originally, uh, we have this story in a book. Originally, donuts did not have holes; they were just you know regular uh, pastries. But there was a sea captain in. Uh, Rockport, Maine, by the name of Hanson Gregory, and he loved to eat donuts while he was piloting his ship, but the the waters off Maine were very often rough waters, so he got the idea to put a spike by his steering wheel and, and put the donuts on the spike, and you know, which created a hole in them, so they wouldn't slide all around. And other nearby sailors saw that and picked it up, and that's supposedly the story that started the tradition of putting the hole in donuts. And to confirm that, it, it seems a little, um, uh, you know, whether that's true or not. But to confirm that, there is a plaque in in the city of Rockport, Maine. Is that right? That honors Hanson Gregory, native son Hanson Gregory, as the man who put the hole in donuts, and that's that's why he did it, so they wouldn't slide all around. Uh, on his surface there by his steering wheel. Give me another one of your one or two of your favorites uh, from this book. Uh, if, if uh, you, if happy you birthday to you, one of the most sung songs in the world. Yeah. Everybody knows the song. Hardly anybody knows who wrote it, and it's really two forgotten school teachers in Kentucky in the United States. Uh, Mildred and Patty Hill uh, were each had a class, uh, and they devised a song called Good Morning to All for the kids when they came into class. And then one day, they used to play Good Morning. One of them played the piano. They used to play Good Morning to All as the kids came into class. Yeah. And one morning, one of the kids, they found out it was having a birthday that day, so they changed the words from Good Morning to All to Happy Birthday to You. And the rest is history. It, you know, obviously became... Absolutely. And and everybody knows the song, but the, the, unfortunately, the two forgotten sisters who wrote that uh, have have been forgotten. Their names were Mildred and Patty Hill. Okay, we just have like a like just a couple of seconds left here, Charles uh, or Doctor Knowledge. What's the one fact that you find over the years that that's blown people away the most? Uh, it's hard to say. Or so many. Why why do we call hamburgers hamburgers? Do we ever stop to think there ain't no ham in hamburgers? Why do we call them hamburgers? Isn't that for There's no ham in hamburgers. That's true. All well, of some people these days. Is it because of Hamburg in Germany? Is that where they came from? Yes, a lot of German immigrants came uh, to North America in the late 1800s, and it, they brought the custom, the people from Hamburg, Germany, brought their custom of ground meat with them, and people here started calling that ground meat hamburgers after Hamburg, Germany. The name came from the city of origin, really. And but we we always say the next time you have a hamburger, realize there is no ham. <laughs> in in hamburger. hamburger, yeah, exactly. Which is kind of it's it's funny they called hamburger even though it's from Hamburg. We don't yeah. call it Cologne-er, even though it's from Cologne. 
France. Anyway. Good uh, listen, Dr. Knowledge, Charles Reichblum, thank you very much for this. I love trivia and things like that, so I find this really very I interesting. Had, uh, Barry, that folks can uh, get the book at, uh, at Amazon. Absolutely. Okay, real, real good. And uh, thank you very much for this, sir. I really appreciate it. Have a wonderful uh, day. Nice being with you. And you, you. Uh, good luck with the book. Dr. Knowledge, also known as Charles Reichblum, his book is called The All-Time Book of Fascinating Facts, and it is on Amazon. News Talk Radio, CJAD 800, CJAD.com.